Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s. And Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey. We created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. Whether you are a Patreon member in our nutrition community or a regular listener of the podcast, you know that Ali and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for months and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am now devoted to taking seed every morning before food and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic, is vegan and gluten-free, and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. In addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, Seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet, which is pretty important. Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community. If you would like to order Seed Daily Symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use Courageous15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes or the link tree on Instagram. This episode is brought to you by our health coaching subscription service on Patreon. The Courageous Wellness Collective has expanded on Patreon to bring our listeners and clients an all-access, accessible platform to educate, inform, and create nutrition and lifestyle habits to meet your personal goals. For $8.99 a month, patrons will receive weekly video content on topics ranging from blood sugar stabilization, gut health, hormone balance, energy, sleep, skin health, how to shop the grocery store, pantry staples, and much more. Included, you'll also receive access to monthly virtual webinars, 
recipes, and special guest content too. With this subscription, you are guaranteed at least four pieces of fresh health coaching content each month. To learn more and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash courageous wellness, or check out our show notes. We look forward to welcoming you to our coaching community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. This week, it's just me and Erica, and we are going to be talking about hormone health. Um, I recently completed um, some advanced coursework specifically in hormone health and how to support um, yourself holistically to balance hormones through with food and herbs and supplements. So um, as you know, we're both integrative nutrition health coaches and we work individually. Um, we also have a Patreon page uh, that we do weekly content um, for like a way more affordable option as well and for our community there. So Erica is also um, an advanced health coach in gut health specifically. And now I am in hormone health and we work symbiotically with those two things because they're inextricably linked. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about hormone health, hormone balance, hormone imbalance, how to use food to support ourselves. And we're going to start with Erica sharing a little bit about what she's been going through because she recently went off birth control. And so that's been a big transition. So um, do you want to share a little bit and then we'll get into it? Yes. Yes, I will. And I do. I thank you, Allie. I'm really excited to have this conversation today. And Allie has really supported and coached me through going off of the birth control pill. And you've been such an asset <laughs> to me. I think I sent you like a hundred texts one week, just about, I think my period's coming. I think my period's <laughs> coming. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we are going to talk about going off the birth control pill now, and it's going to be a very empowering conversation. So if anybody who was like me, when I was considering going off of birth control, I had a hard time listening to podcasts about it because it felt very, scary. Um, so we hope to empower you in this conversation and just share our own experience. And we also realize there are many benefits to the birth control pill. And we believe every woman has the right to choose what they do with their own body. So we just want to share some information. So as I go into it, I will say I started taking birth control about almost 10 years ago a little less than 10 years ago, probably nine, nine and a half years ago. And I started taking it when I met my now husband (laughs) to prevent pregnancy. That was the reason I went on birth control. So I never went on birth control to deal with acne or PCOS or anything like that. Um, it was simply just to prevent pregnancy. And now nine years later, because of what I've learned about health and wellness. And I started feeling the call to get off birth control probably two years ago, but I wasn't ready to do it. I was, I, I wasn't ready to do it, but the intuitive call of it's time to stop taking the pill probably started going through my head two years ago and got louder and louder this last year. And it was really when I started learning about some of the side effects of birth control, what, 
synthetic hormones can do to our body long-term. And no one had ever told me that (laughs) when I went on the pill, it was kind of, I love my OBGYN. I have the best OBGYN, but when I came in at 22 or 23 to prevent pregnancy, um, it was just like, here, take the pill. (laughs) Here you go. And yeah, I got on it because most of my friends were on it and I had no problem and it worked really well for me. So about a year ago, the call to get off of it started getting louder and louder and louder, but I was very afraid because I heard about all the side effects you can have going off of birth control. And that really scared me and kept me on the pill probably a little bit longer. I'm also not ready at this moment to have children. So I'm not trying to get pregnant. So, um, I just want to say that I didn't get off birth control because I'm trying to have kids right now. I just felt the call. So I started doing some research with Ali when I finally made the choice where I was like, this is it. It was around May. I was on the pill and I, I just decided I was like, I'm going to go off of it. This is the time. I'm going to listen to my intuition. I'm going to do it. And so Ali suggested I start reading the book Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti. I did start listening to more podcasts about going off the pill. Um, Ali suggested that I, you know, start preparing my body to go off the pill um, in certain ways. I started really focusing on the food I was eating to make sure I was really supporting myself. I also have had, she recently passed away, but an incredible nutritionist who throughout this 10 years was really putting me on supplements to counter the synthetic hormones that were in my body. And I did it. So on May 31st, I officially went off the pill and it has been great. So my experience going off the pill, and I really attest this again to the support of having a coach like Allie and having the right supplements to support me was not terrible. So I did get my period a month later. I got my period probably almost exactly 30 days after. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is what happened. So my symptoms were pretty intense. I did get a migraine in the month of June, and I don't know if that is related to going off birth control or not, but I just want to share that I did. I had one migraine headache and I've only ever had one before in my life a few years ago. So I don't know if that was related or not, but I got a migraine headache. And then the week leading up to my period was pretty (laughs) intense, not bad, I would say, but, um, I had, I had PMS symptoms, which I used to have when I had my period before birth control. So I was moody. (laughs) I was very moody. I was very moody and a new symptom for me that came up is my nipples. We're going to go there, you guys, but my nipples were very sore, like sore to the touch, sore when I would wear a bra, sore when I would put on a t-shirt, like severely, severely sore. And I was very hungry, which I know is normal when you're getting your period. But those were my symptoms. So um, the migraine may have been an outlier, but for me, it was really just severe moodiness, severe sore nipples, hunger, and fatigue. And then my period came and it was amazing. And it kind of went back to exactly how my cycle used to be, which was I do have a longer cycle. It's about six and seven days. So it lasts a full week. Um, But it was, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad at all. 
and I got my period back and I'm really happy about it. And, um, I'm getting my next one any day now. And with Allie's help this last month, my PMS symptoms have been much more manageable this round, even the soreness of my nipples. It's still there now that my period is approaching any day, but, um, it's much much, much more manageable. So it actually hasn't been a terrible experience at all going off of birth control. I was very afraid because every podcast I listened to was just horrifying. It was like, I went off birth control and all these terrible things happened to me. And so I just want to share with anyone listening who's considering going off birth control. That wasn't my experience. That wasn't my experience at all. It's been fine. The worst was that one migraine, which I don't know if it's related or not. And again, I did only go on birth control to prevent pregnancy. So that may also be why as well, but Ali, you really helped me. So I don't know if you want to speak to anything that's happened in the last month or anything I just said, but you are the expert here. So that's my experience going off birth control. I'm really happy. I went off of birth control. We're not here to scare anybody, but I just didn't want to put synthetic hormones in my body anymore. And I am at the age where, yes, I'm not actively trying to get pregnant. Um, and Allie has given me some great tools to prevent pregnancy off of birth control that are not just condoms, which she can talk about, but I am also at the age where if I got pregnant, and the phase of my life where it wouldn't be the, the worst the thing ever. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just time for me, but Ali, please speak to everything I just shared and how you were yes. able to really help me. Well, I want to, okay. There's a lot to kind of go into here. So thank you for sharing your experience. I, I want to also share that I personally, um, before, you know, I went into this, um, phase of my career, I also personally had gone off synthetic forms of birth control twice in my adult life after years of each time being on it. And I also want to speak to the fact just quickly, Erica was talking about the pill, but this really applies all all forms of synthetic birth control are slightly different in their hormonal makeup, but um, this really sort of applies to all forms of synthetic birth control, whether it's the NuvaRing or the pill or the implant in your arm or or whatever. Um, even Marina IUDs have, um, hormones in them. So, um, yeah, where, where to start. So I, this idea of, um, what, why you were on birth control. And I, and I want to actually start this like precursor with anybody who's interested in learning more about this. I can't recommend Alyssa Vitti as a, a resource enough. Um, she is also the creator of like Flow Living, um, a website. There's an app that's very wonderful and informative. And then she has multiple books, including Woman Code that Erica had mentioned. Um, oftentimes I think young women or people with female biology are put on birth control uh, for reasons other than preventing pregnancy. Again, whether and whatever reason we all, you know, went on it for without a lot of information about side effects. No, it's not necessarily dangerous to be on it, but it doesn't mean it's still a medication and it doesn't mean your body's not going to have certain side effects, which can include low libido, which can include, um, sometimes depression for some people and, and you sort of like mental health stuff. It can include all like an array of things. It can include, um, 
skin improvements, skin issues, um, extra weight retention, all different things, right? It's different for everybody, but there's a lot of side effects. So I would say, please research, ask your doctor before choosing to go on it. Um, again, there are a lot of amazing reasons because women should have the ability to prevent pregnancy. But what I wish I knew and what I want to impart to other people, and we can go into this too, is that there's a lot of ways to really become in tune with your cycle. Um, and prevent pregnancy naturally, meaning without synthetic hormones, um, and and even without barrier method. If you are in a relationship where you feel comfortable enough with that, obviously we are not talking about, you know, uh, sexual health as far as if you have multiple partners, you know, you always want to use some sort of barrier method for other reasons than pregnancy prevention. So that's just like a precursor, but, um, yeah. So I think the thing is oftentimes people are prescribed the birth control pill or synthetic hormones to get rid of symptoms like being slightly polycystic or, um, bad PMS or, heavy periods or whatever those reasons might be, oftentimes doctors prescribe birth control for those reasons. And the thing is, and Alyssa Vitti goes into this with a lot of her research, birth control just kind of like sticks a Band-Aid on those hormonal imbalances. If you're experiencing that, it's not going to cure it. It basically changes your symptoms. But the time when the time comes to go off of it, I think the reason why people have issues sometimes, um, unfortunately, I had very, very easy transitions off of it as well. But the, the reason people have issues is because they've had underlying hormonal issues. The birth control masks it for as long as you're on it. And then you go off of it and then you have to deal with the hormonal imbalances that you never dealt with. A lot of young women don't know this in their teens and early 20s when they're being prescribed this. And how could you know it unless your doctor really talks to you about this? So I think that's the reason, Erica, you were talking about listening to these podcasts, about these like horrible things, horrible experiences people had going off. It's because they've probably been masking for a really long time, some underlying causes. Okay. That's kind of a mouthful. So Another thing that you spoke about that I think is worth um, going into for anyone who's getting a period, whether you're going off birth control or you're just having another month of your period, this does not apply to people who are on synthetic birth control. These are people who are ovulating and having full menstrual cycles. PMS, right? Like we have been conditioned to think that PMS is normal. PMS is highly common. So we all are just sort of like, yeah, I get tender breasts. I get bloating. I get um, bowel issues. I get moodiness. I get whatever the list goes on, right? Like, and we've all had it. Um, but what I've learned in my studies is that like PMS is not actually normal. It's just incredibly common. So why do we get it? Or how can we mitigate it, right? Because we don't all want to be miserable like the week leading up to our periods. Um, and PMS typically comes, it can come from a couple of different reasons, but oftentimes it's due to an estrogen um, dominance, 
which occurs when we have, we have progesterone and estrogen and those, when they're in balance, um, PMS symptoms should be little to non-existent. Um, but when they're out of balance, uh, or our estrogen is slightly elevated compared to our progesterone level, we can experience those things. I do, you do. And I've actually been like experimenting on myself. And, and it's interesting. You were saying even in just your second cycle, since you've gone off, you've noticed a huge difference by just doing slight lifestyle modifications. I've been doing that too. I've been off birth control for like probably three, four years now. And I was feeling some symptoms come on. I was even having, um, some bleeding, like a little bit of bleeding kind of like days, the week before my period, which I found out was due to lower progesterone. So what I did was start supporting my blood sugar, which is key for so much. Um, and you know, we always talk about eating protein, fat, and fiber at every meal. It's really a great way to set yourself up. Honestly, reducing caffeine, you don't need to like eliminate it, but I started, um, supporting myself with more adaptogens in my coffee and, um, more protein in the morning. So to combat, um, you know, those cortisol spikes, which also spikes blood sugar first thing, um, in the morning. And then, so really trying to balance my blood sugar throughout the day. I also started a supplementation with B6 and within a month or two, that bleeding went away. My, P, my PMS is almost non-existent now. I'll have a tiny breast tenderness, but very um, little amounts of bloating compared to what I used to. So all of this to say is that like, if you suffer from bad PMS, there are ways that you can work with a health coach, a nutritionist, a doctor, even we always recommend talking to a medical professional first, but there are like lifestyle things that you can do that make a huge difference in the way that you're, um, going to feel leading into your period. Yeah, no, exactly. And even if you are still on birth control, I think doing these things can help you as well if you eventually plan to go off of it, right? Like starting to nourish yourself and feed yourself to balance your blood sugar in this way will help the transition. I really attest Ali, you talking to me about, and, and I eat this way is my most of the time, but in the month, really just the month, because I'm a person where if I plan something too long, I get really anxious. So I kind of just had to decide the week of that I was going off of it. So for me, I had really just been committing to a very serious PFF plan for just a few weeks. And it still made a huge difference Mm -hmm. and bringing it back to the gut. Cause I know all of gut and hormone health is so connected, but you can really heal your gut in just a matter of days. You can start resetting those um, microbes that are inside your gut that affect everything. And so it makes sense with our hormones too. It doesn't have to take as long as it took for somebody else, right? Every body is different and we really can heal. But, um, Yeah. So even if you're on birth control, like you can start doing this, but for myself, really committing to what Ali is talking about and 
some of the foods you mentioned and some of the foods in woman code that are mentioned in terms of helping yourself transition off the pill, um, are exactly what we're talking about healthy fats. Healthy fats are so key fiber protein. Um, but also carbs are important too, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, um, like oats, like Alyssa Vitti. And I know Ali, I think you mentioned this to me too, but, um, like a nice warm oat bowl in the morning, um, can be very nourishing. Of course, like make sure it's organic and (laughs) as little glyphosate as possible, (laughs) which we always want to do when we're dealing with oats specifically. But, um, if you get clean sprouted oats and oat bowl is really helpful and just like good, warm, calorie dense food that is going to support your hormones is, is amazing. And yeah, as you mentioned, just in a month, my PMS symptoms are totally different. And I really attest that to something that you really preach and talk about, which is breakfast, how important it is to start with breakfast, um, which you can talk about in a second, but a hearty breakfast has really changed my day and I think impacted my hormones a lot. And then I also, which I know you had taken as well, but I started taking Ned's natural cycles tincture, Mm -hmm. which is a CBD tincture that they recommend you take a week before your period. So the week before your period, and it's full of other herbs and botanicals botanicals, to support you. Um, but that has helped a lot, a lot, a lot. So, um, we still have a code with Ned it's CW podcast to save 15% on your first order. If that's something you want to try, but I ordered it for myself and I've really committed to taking it, um, the week before my period. And I still take it when I'm on my period. Um, and it, it helped a lot. Um, so I think the botanicals, the food, but the food portion is it's yeah. so key. Food is really powerful, you know, and that's why we're, we love it. I mean, obviously it's fun and delicious, but it's really a powerful tool if you know how to use it. And, um, I think, you know, it's like hormones in our, in our body, whether you're talking about insulin, like our blood sugar balancing hormone, whether you're talking about cortisol and adrenaline, our stress hormones, whether you're talking about our sex hormones like testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, they all perform an intricate like dance and they're, and think of them as like messengers throughout the body. And so if like one is delayed or one is off, it can like have a ripple effect on a, on different ones. It's like a simplified way of thinking about it, but that's why it's really about balance, um, and, and trying to achieve that optimal balance and supporting our hormones. And the breakfast thing is big. Now I know there's like a, a lot of people out there who are not breakfast fans. And I guess we're really talking to, I I guess in the context of this conversation, we're talking to people who menstruate. So, you know, in that phase of life, um, and obviously not males. So, this doesn't necessarily always apply to men, although there's a lot that can be done for, you know, men have hormones that are very important. Um, and maybe we'll do a different episode on that, but like all the insulin stuff also applies to men. Um, I just want to say that. So like a lot of this conversation still applies to everybody, or if you're post menopause, um, or even in adolescence, it's all, relevant as far as that blood sugar balancing portion goes. Um, 
but the breakfast thing, especially for people who menstruate, the reason I tell people who tell me that they are not breakfast people (laughs) to try to become breakfast people is for the reason that you spoke to Erica. It's because when we set ourselves up first thing with protein, healthy fats, fiber, we are immediately supporting our blood sugar um, to sustain us with energy uh, throughout the day. And we're not setting ourselves up for a, a spike and then a crazy drop, um, which is good for our insulin and good for our hormones. And often, I mean, not often, also good for our metabolic health. Um, I have clients that come to me with hormonal imbalance that say, I'm never hungry in the morning. I don't have an appetite till noon. So their hunger hormones aren't turning on. Um, and I never eat, you know, in the morning, but I can't lose weight. And that might be a goal of theirs too. And I'm having terrible periods and this and that. And the first thing I do is try to say like, let's try for breakfast. Like, let's try to have some eggs and avocado in the morning. I know you're not going to want it in the beginning, but it's so amazing the results when they train themselves to do that because all of a sudden their hormone, uh, their hormone, their hunger hormones are being activated. Their metabolism is starting to become more active. They get hungry for that second meal, but you're not snacking. You're not spiking and then crashing. You're not having all this like crazy insulin ups and downs releases, you know, and it's so good for overall hormone health. So we can do that for ourselves. It just takes a week or two, to be honest. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. I have been using Milk and Honey's baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to clean, aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands, and each and every time I was plagued with red itchy bumps under my arms on top of not feeling confident that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only once never gave me those pesky red bumps from their deodorant, but it also passed the smell test, even after an intense spin or hit class. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand. And in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. Their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Suncare, and more. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. 
We are so excited to share a new discount code with our listeners for Recess. Recess is a wellness and lifestyle brand that offers hemp-infused beverages designed to help people relax. An antidote to modern times, Recess offers us all a moment to reset and rebalance with their flavorful, unique combination of hemp extract and adaptogenic sparkling water made with real fruit. A wonderful alcohol alternative or just a fun afternoon treat to keep you calm, cool, and collected. With flavors including blackberry chai, blood orange, black cherry, peach ginger, and pomegranate hibiscus, they offer 6 and 12 packs, subscriptions, and sampler packs for your enjoyment. My two favorite flavors are the coconut lime and the black cherry, but I truly love them all and can't recommend the sampler pack enough, which is where I started. To save 15% on all beverages or subscriptions, you can use code COURAGEOUS at checkout when you visit takearecess.com. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. It's been... I am one of those people who is not a breakfast person. And I know, um, as you mentioned, intermittent fasting can be really trendy, but it can also be, and we did an episode on intermittent fasting. So you can check that out as well, but women specifically should not be doing intermittent fasting five to seven days a week. It's not healthy for our hormones, especially if you're having hormone issues. Like if you know you're having hormone imbalances, if you're polycystic, um, you know, if you have like period stuff, bad periods, uh, bad PMS, I would say, or, or, you know, bad acne, hormonal acne breakouts. These are all signs. Like I actually would say, please don't intermittent fast right now in this phase of your life. I'm not saying it never will be effective. I'm just saying, well, and it's also like we evolve and we're different. And before I even learned about intermittent fasting a few years ago, that was kind of just my normal. Like I would eat from 11 to six. That was Mm -hmm. just my window based on not being a breakfast person. And I, I eat like a grandparent with my husband. We eat so early and I've never felt good eating late at night. So I probably was intermittent fasting for like a couple years without even noticing it. And occasionally I'll still do it. It's never something I do intentionally though. It's just something that happens usually because again, I, I eat dinner so early, but I think what you're, you're saying, and I think it can be scary if you're not a breakfast person and weight loss may be one of your goals to then add breakfast in. And I think it's such a myth about calories, right? I think something that completely blew my mind, learning and understanding our metabolism, our Mm -hmm. hormones, calories is we need to get enough calories and enough nutrients and eating less as Ali just mentioned, doesn't mean you're actually going to lose more weight. I know so many people we I've actually coached somebody who, um, one of their goals was weight loss and they did lose 10 pounds eating more than they had ever eaten. And the reason that is, is because 
it's about nutrients. If you are starved of nutrients, not, we're not talking about calories here, right? Like if you are starved of nutrients, your body will hold on tightly to fat. It will change your metabolism. And if you are always in a calorie deficit, if you're eating 1200 calories a day, your body will adjust to survive on 1200 calories a day. So then we, but you can fix your metabolism. We can help you with all of this stuff. And as Ali said, adding in a nutrient dense breakfast, we're not talking about adding in cornflakes, cornflakes, or even a bagel and cream cheese every morning. No, a bagel and cream cheese sometimes, but we're not talking about breakfast. This isn't that breakfast. We're talking about a nourishing oat bowl with berries and And seeds and seeds (laughs) and, um, great yogurt bowls, coconut yogurt, or, regular Greek yogurt and yummy smoothies filled with greens, your body is going to soak up those nutrients and be so much fuller, so much less snacky during the day. And not only will you lose weight, if that is one of your goals, or if you have weight that you want to lose, but as Ali is saying, your hormones. And that's been the most incredible thing about this second month. My PMS symptoms are so much lower just from adding in breakfast and the hunger, right? We do need more calories around our period, learning about the phases, which actually Mm -hmm. maybe Ali, you can talk about next because that's been so interesting to me. I didn't know about all the phases we have as women throughout the month, but the phase of our menstrual cycle, we need more calories. So being hungrier is natural. But, um, this week I was like ravenous and like, couldn't get full, right? I was grabbing my Simple Mills cheddar crackers and my Siete chips and even some string cheese. And I was just eating and eating. And when I started adding in a big, yummy, nutrient-dense breakfast a couple of days ago, I haven't been snacking. I yeah. haven't been as hungry. And I can't believe it because I'm not a breakfast person. And so something I try to do is I do try because I know it is important to give ourselves time to digest our foods. Mm -hmm. I do think 12 hours is a nice window Yeah, because you know, it's like, if you eat your last meal at eight, you can eat breakfast at eight in the morning. Right. So I always try to do like a 12 hour, um, quote fast, fast, which Mm -hmm. is just sleeping. (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Like I plan on training myself to become a breakfast person just by how good I feel from adding in a nutrient dense breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I make the world a breakfast world. (laughs) And so can you talk about the four phases we go through as women? Yeah. I think that's a good thing to bring up the infradian cycle. So I think a lot of people know about the, um, circadian rhythm that we have. That's a 24 hour rhythm in the day. Um, which actually men, male bodies, uh, like that's their cycle. And we all, I mean, we all have their circadian rhythm, right? It's like, we wake up with the sun, we go to bed, you know, when the sun sets, that kind of thing. Um, ideally, (laughs) um, but women actually have a 28 day, which we know is our typically as our period cycle, it's called the infradian rhythm. And we have four phases to the infradian rhythm. So it's not just about like our period. It's like a four week cycle that we go in and each phase is different. So you have the follicular phase, 
the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and then the menstruation phase. And when you really get to understand this, and this actually is perfect to talk about because this goes back to how to prevent pregnancy naturally among food, other food, right? Because we're supposed to eat differently. Yeah. Food, each, movement, even movement. Yeah. Even decision-making, even the way we, you, we, we act in business can be affected and supported in different ways. Um, and our relationships in different ways through the, through really understanding these four parts of our cycle, which, you know, I'm still continuing to like dive into, but even since I've gotten like very intimate with my own cycle, with my own infradian rhythm. And, and, you know, these, these go between 20, optimally, we should be in a 28 to 35 day window for, for an infradian rhythm for a full month cycle. If you are pushing above 35 days, there's something kind of off hormonally. Um, and again, if you have questions about this, please feel free to reach out. You can shift it. You can move it. If you're also not, um, it, it means you're not ovulating sort of in the window of this infradian rhythm that we're on. But again, there can be like slight differences between each person. You know, some people, some people might be 28 days. Some people might be 33 days, that kind of thing, but that should be the range. And, um, you can track it and start to know what phase you're in. And interestingly enough, as you said, Erica, there's different foods. You can support yourself with different times of the month. Like you said, in menstruation, you're going to want warmer, more nourishing foods. On average, you actually need about a hundred calories more a day. We don't count calories. We don't function from that place, you or I, but just to know that it's saying like your body needs a little bit more energy during this phase. And it might need in your ovulation phase. And when you're ovulating, you can handle like raw foods. You can handle, um, just like brighter, you know, you're not going to want to eat raw foods when you're menstruating. I don't for sure, but I know that my body can handle that. And I might crave that more when I'm ovulating. Um, it also applies to, uh, workouts. This is something that's been really fascinating. It's like, why, you don't feel like going to do a hit workout when you're on your period. Like there's a reason for that. It's like, because you need more gentle, more restful things. And in fact, it's not optimal to do intense exercises during that phase, because in fact, it can have an adverse effect on our hormones, our stress hormones. And, um, that is not supporting ourselves. So I would say, you know, if you really want to learn more about this, again, I keep mentioning Alyssa Vitti, but she's just done a ton of writing and research and put out resources in this field. Um, her app is great. Again, we are not affiliates or partners. I just personally love it. Uh, I think it does cost something to download. I think it might be a dollar ninety nine or something, but then you have it. And it once you can start tracking your period and your infradian rhythm you know what phase you're in at each time. And then you get to start really getting in tune with that phase for yourself. So you're like, oh yeah, this feels this way. My energy feels this way. Or this feels this way. You know what? I'm not going to do a hit exercise. What's great for me this time of the month is to do some like gentle yoga or go for a walk. All of those things support optimal hormone balance. And when our hormones are in balance, we mitigate symptoms that we think we're just like bound to suffer from. We 
honestly, our, our weight management becomes way more of a non-issue, whether you want to gain or lose or anything like that. Something you don't have to think about as much because your body sort of takes care of that for you and you get really in tune with where your like natural optimal places to feel your best. Um, and all those sort of struggles that we think we're like, you know, just destined as women to have really lessen. And it's, it's great. It's been incredible that having the phases, I did download the flow living app and to know when you're in your luteal phase and what you should be doing for fitness and what you should be doing in your follicular phase. It's, yeah. it's fascinating. And it's changed my relationship with food and movement even more, um, mm-hmm. which has been incredible. And then, as you mentioned, this is also a natural way to then prevent pregnancy, pregnancy without hormones. And again, as Ali already mentioned, we're not talking about sexual health in terms of STDs and all of that. You need barrier support to prevent sexually transmitted disease, but strictly talking about preventing pregnancy. If you are in a committed partnership or have one safe, consistent sexual partner, um, when you are able to track your cycle, you are likely able to, the apps all say this isn't a hundred percent, right. They have to do that for legal reasons. And I want to do that here too. You know, it's yeah. not a hundred percent, but neither are condoms, <laughs> but neither are condoms and neither is birth control, the pill. The pill. Yeah. So, um, but it's, with that said, you can, and I know that's been so many people I know use that as their yeah. primary form of birth control is tracking their cycle so that when you know you're ovulating and you're in your ovulation window, that's when you have to use extra protection. Yes. And so that's something I'm trying, you know, going off of birth control and not wanting to get pregnant right now. So going off of birth control, it does take a few months to understand your cycle right now. I'm on about 33 days, but I'm not going to really be able to prevent pregnancy without barrier protection to my comfort for, for a couple more months so that I can really understand when I'm ovulating for sure. But what I did get as well, which is something I'm excited about is, um, I got a basal thermometer Mm -hmm. to check my basal temperature. temperature. And I found, um, this site it's called natural cycles. If anyone is interested and it's, either $89 for a year, you get the thermometer and the the app that comes with it, or which was what I did. I, for 1495, you get the thermometer and it's 10 bucks a month for the app. Um, it's called natural cycles, but you take your basal temperature every single morning, right. When you wake up, you can't stretch, you can't snooze. You literally like, can't really move your body much. You just like realize you're awake and you grab that thermometer, you put it in your mouth and you get your basal temperature. And what I like about this thermometer is it saves it. So I, um, I can go right back to sleep. I don't even have to look at it. Um, but so for the last month I've been tracking my basal temperature and it now is starting to show me their predictions of days that I should use extra protection or not use extra protection. But it even said to wait about three months to have Mm -hmm. like a more accurate understanding of your cycle. So I'm not ready to use that hundred percent yet. So we are still 
using other forms of non-hormonal birth control, but, um, it's incredibly accurate once, once you get in that rhythm, actually the basal temperature, um, reading is a wonderful resource, especially also when you do want to get pregnant too. If that comes up. Yeah, exactly. So this is, is, these are things you can use to prevent pregnancy or help you get pregnant as well. What is Allie, this might be stupid since I've been using it for two months, but what is our basal temperature? So it's like, basically it's like an even more, um, accurate reading of our like basic temperature. And the, the reason it's so like our fluctuations based on where we are in our hormonal cycle are so tiny. So you're not like talking a degree to like another degree. It's like within the degrees basically. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm cause I'm in my menstruation cycle right yeah. now. And my temperature is like higher than it's been all month, but it's, it's so slight. It's not like it's up even a full point, but it's, it's up where I can even notice something's going on in my body. And then the app goes, you're menstruating. And yeah. It's just and it's really the, cool. The reason we have to do it when we first wake up, cause it's like your lowest temperature at rest basically. So it's like, you want to get it right away, but then it's like, you'll see the difference throughout the month. So you do it at the same time every day, right? When you wake up, you're not moving around. You can't like get up and go to the bathroom first, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Cause it changes your body temperature. But when you get it at rest, you then, um, the, the intricacies of like the differences are small throughout the month, but they're large enough to know like when you're ovulating, you yeah. know? And yeah. so, and you need a basal thermometer. You cannot yes, you do. do this. No, this is not a regular, regular thermometer. thermometer. No, exactly. you need one, a specific basal body temperature thermometer. And now they make them specifically for tracking your cycle. Yeah. And I'd highly like, I'm just interested in, um, learning about my body. Like that's, what's so cool. I know people like, I'm not trying to get pregnant right now, but they have like, even like you can pee on like ovulation sticks just to, again, like understand, especially going off of birth control, where you are with your hormones and getting to know your body again. It's just so interesting. And so, and not to be like TMI, but this, this is the thing. Once you really get in touch with it, you, there are so many signs, like your cervical mucus changes when you're ovulating. And that's in order to literally like keep the sperm up there (laughs) so that you can get pregnant. Well, I actually love both the flow living and the natural cycles app, which I I have both right now. Um, you get to like track all of your like moods and your mucus. (laughs) Like, I just love this stuff so much. So it's been really fascinating and yeah. And so I hope we hope this was helpful for anybody who was listening. And if you have any specific questions, like you can reach out to both of us. If you have questions for me about going off of birth control, like recently I'm here and Allie is our resident hormone expert at Courageous Wellness. So you can absolutely reach out to her. And, and again, I think a great place to start for anybody, whether you are in your menstruating years, whether you are on birth control going off of it is with food because it is setting you up. If you're able to help your hormones, support your hormones, balance your blood sugar. Most of the time with food, you're setting yourself up for, for good things, you know, regardless of where you're setting yourself up for success regardless. And that applies to all everyone. And 
And so we just wanted to share again, we do have a new partnership with Sakara, which mm-hmm. is something that we personally love. And it's the granola I use in my granola bowls every single day. It's some of the tastiest granola. It, everything is made with real food, plant-based organic ingredients. So this isn't like sugar candy granola. This is real good granola. Um, there's a cookbook that Ali really uses to make delicious, yummy recipes with, and they have a meal delivery service where you get a lot of really great whole foods. And so, um, if you are interested in looking at it or checking it out, our code is XO courageous, and we have links in our show notes and all of that, but we do, we're really enjoying it and we're really loving it. And, um, we just want to keep sharing it because we think you will too. So yeah. Yeah. We beautifully hormone balancing food (laughs) combinations. And yeah, I, I, I will probably have it by the time this episode goes live, but I just ordered their metabolism super powder, which is like a super powder cow based with all this like amazing, beautiful ingredients. And yeah, to really support your metabolism health and your hormones and your gut. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to adding that in. I know I've seen on Instagram, people are making like delicious overnight oats with it and Mm. coffees. And so, yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, you will definitely see me see that, that. but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, there's also so many resources like the local farmer's market and, um, you know, uh, just getting creative in the kitchen has been so fun this year and you can do so much. So we hope you found this episode helpful if you are in your stage of educational, hopefully. So, um, again, as Erica said, if you have any questions, let us know and yeah, uh, we will be back next week with another awesome guest. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of courageous wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.